0: Man, isn't it an exciting time to be part of Faith Assembly? I mean, all the. the all this... Two weeks ago, we have teams of people building churches all around the world. This week, we're uh, launching a, a whole another campus building, and not just they're not just moving into their building, but they're also for the first time having two services over there. They've always had just just one service on a Sunday morning. Now they have two. You uh, uh, You've seen the, the advertisement for the youth event coming up this Wednesday during spring break? We got camp season starting to starting to uh, get all those application, all those things in. What in a exciting time to be part of Faith Assembly, right? Isn't it, isn't it great? There's something to do. If, if you're not involved in something, if you're not in a group or you're not in a class or something like that, this is a perfect time to get involved because next week they'll be starting something new. And so you can jump right in and get involved and it'll be great. So we've been in our series uh, moving forward here for the last several weeks where we've really hammered home how it's always forward with Jesus. With Jesus, is always forward. We're never going back always forward. And specifically, we've looked at some times and some situations that we find ourselves in where, where maybe it's a little bit difficult to move forward. And if we think about Jesus, if there was ever a time where it may have been difficult to move forward, it probably would have been in that last week, those last few days of his life as his death drew near. And so we've been focusing on on that period of time. And last week uh, we we talked about Jesus and and Barabbas And, and we talked about how how do we keep moving forward when it's just not fair? When it's just not fair, it wasn't fair for the crowd to choose a murderous man like Barabbas instead of the, the innocent Jesus Christ. So what do we, how do, how do we move forward when it's not fair? And we said that if we keep sticking to God's plan, just, just stick to the plan and we stay in his grace, then we can keep moving forward. And we've learned how uh, these key situations that we've talked about, all of us in our lives we will face at different points in time. And this morning, I wanna talk to you about what it looks like to keep moving forward when death brings life. For those of us uh, who have made the decision to follow Jesus Christ, uh, it's, it's kind of like, if you, if you think about it, if you're gonna follow a car full of your friends downtown, at least if you're a good follower, then you're gonna end up, where they end up right the the, the same is with us following Jesus if we're following Jesus then we're going to end up where he ends up now a lot of us like to think about well we're going to end up in in heaven that's where he is now but we've skipped the the whole cross part and 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 really if we're going to follow Jesus we're going to end up where he ended up which was on a cross you see Jesus calls for each one of us to pick up our cross and follow him to pick up our cross. Picking up our cross, it requires sacrifice. It teaches it, it teaches us and, and calls us to die to ourselves, so that we might also follow him into resurrection life. So we're going to be reading out of Luke this morning, chapter 23. So if you turn in your Bibles there, Luke chapter 23, if you don't have your Bible and you have your smartphone there, uh, some some of you may not know, uh, there's a little cool feature there on your smartphone. If you go to your Bible app and then down in the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little button that says more. If you click that and then you go to click on events, faith assembly shows up right there. All the notes, all the scriptures we're going to be reading this morning right there. So there you go. You don't even have to turn in your Bible. You can go right there. Okay, Luke chapter 23. We're going to read verse 26 this morning. Verse 26. As the sh- soldiers led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. Let's pray. God, we love you. And Lord, we we, we desperately want to love you more. Lord, I pray this morning, Lord, that uh, you would show us what it looks like to carry our cross. What it looks like. How can we do that today in 2017? How do we carry our cross? Lord, we're so thankful for what you did when you suffered for us, the punishment you took for us, the blood you shed for us, Lord. How do we in turn give our lives up the way that you did yours for us? Teach us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I mean, when you think about moving forward with Jesus, when you think about carrying the cross, I mean, I don't think there's any other spot in Scripture than you could end up than than right here. This story of Simon of Cyrene literally carrying the cross of Jesus Christ. I mean, we, we talk about carrying our cross and things like that, but obviously today we can't carry the physical cross of Jesus because that was some 2,000 years ago. That wood is probably already decayed away by now. But we can find in, in all three of the, of, of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they all call out this man, Simon of Cyrene, who literally carried the cross of Jesus but this guy we don't know too much about him that's pretty much all we know is that his name where he was from and that he carried the cross of Jesus now imagine if if this morning if you were Simon if you were Simon and you've traveled from your homeland, Cyrene, which is a North African country, and you've traveled maybe approximately 900 miles, and your whole purpose in this travel was to go and uh, take part of a religious ceremony there in Jerusalem, where each year the, uh, lots of uh, Jewish people, they would, they would come to the Jerusalem temple and they would, they would celebrate Passover, a religious ceremony that remembered the time when, when with the blood of a, of a lamb, God spared an entire nation. And he would, he would take place in, in this ceremony, and he brought his family with him and all of these things. And, then, and he, as he's entering into the city, he sees these criminals. These criminals on their death walk. They're on this death walk, it was a hum, humiliating thing that they would take part in. These criminals, they were carrying the the beams of the cross as they were heading from Jerusalem outside of the city walls to a hill that they called Golgotha, where they would complete this crucifixion process. Now, I don't mean to, to, to kind of throw a wrench in your whole uh, idea of the cross, but it, it probably didn't look a lot like the charm hanging on your neck. It probably didn't look a lot like this massive thing behind me, which is kind of scary, Because I'm pretty sure it would squash me if that thing fell. But uh, it probably looked a lot more like a T. In which the vertical portion of that cross would have been permanently mounted in the ground. And then these criminals, they would carry the cross beam, the cross member of that cross until they got to the destination. When they got to the hill where it would then be placed on top of that. And underneath or right above that cross beam would wear uh, each one of the criminals, what, what they were accused of, what they were convicted of would be uh, placed above their head, their crime that they committed. Now you can imagine you 're Simon, the crowd is yelling. They're, they're throwing things and, and you, you see these guys carrying these crosses. Just imagine the things that would come into your, your mind as these death row inmates are walking in front of you. I think in order for this whole, uh, this verse that we just read to really transpire the way it did, you'd have to think these, these soldiers, they must have seen Jesus and seen the suffering and seen the amount of energy that he had already given up, the amount of blood that had already given up. Just, just hours before this, this man was being beaten with a whip until the, 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 the skin literally on his back was hanging in threads with the bloodshed that was coming out. This was after a a crown of thorns was fashioned and then forced and pressed down into his forehead until his forehead began to bleed. All the blood loss, the energy, the pain, the shock that his body would have been growing through. And these soldiers recognize at this point, this man may not make it to the hill. He's carrying this, uh, most people believe, probably 75 to 100 pound beam. After all of this pain, all of this bloodshed, all that he's endured, he may not make it. He's at the end. And so they grab Simon. They grab you from the crowd and they force you to carry his cross. I've often thought about what... What would have went through his mind? How, what would he have thought about as he is being made to carry the cross of this convicted criminal as he's making his way to his execution? I mean, I'm sure, uh, if, uh, being honest, if it was me, this is an interruption in my day. I just want to go and carry out the religious ceremony that I came 900 miles to do. That's all I want to do. I'm I'm probably annoyed that I would have to help this man who does not deserve my help. After all, he's a convicted criminal. he's, He's on his way to his death sentence. He doesn't deserve my help. I was just on my way into the city, and now I'm being forced to carry the cross of a convicted felon. You know, the reality is Simon, there's a good chance he probably didn't even know who Jesus was. He lives 900 miles away. The ministry of Jesus uh, had only been going on for three years. They didn't have social media back then, so everyone didn't know instantly when something big was happening. There was a good chance he didn't even know who Jesus was, and if given the chance, I think if it's me, I would rather this criminal carry his own cross. I don't want to do it. The crazy thing is, is what Simon may have believed to be an interruption becomes his only claim to history. Without him carrying the cross of Jesus Christ, we would have never known who he was. We would have never heard anything about him. And then I think about our lives. How often do we treat picking up the cross and following Jesus as an interruption? If we pick up a cross, I mean, we die to ourselves, right? I mean, what about this morning on our way to work? We're just en route to perform our religious ceremony that we were going to do this morning. Who might we have passed that needed help? Who might we be needing to enter into their suffering? You see, picking up our cross, it means to keep moving forward. We we have to live, love, and look like Jesus. That's how we keep moving forward. Yet there are times when picking up a cross feels like an interruption because we're asked to do something we don't want to do. We're asked to go somewhere we don't want to go. We're asked to love people who, quite honestly, we don't want to love. But the thing is, is we're not picking up the cross for ourselves. We're picking up the cross to move forward with Jesus. We're carrying the cross of Christ. You see, as Simon carried this cross, he would have heard the heartbreaking insults that were being hurled towards Jesus. He he would have become a victim to the things that were being spat at Jesus and and the, the, the rocks and the trash that were now being hurled at this parade of criminals. He would have felt the burden of the cross the weight, that 75 to 100 pound piece of wood, that burden as he began to make his way up that hill, he would have felt the weight of the cross. His clothes would have become stained with the blood that had already been shed from the back, from the forehead of Jesus Christ. See, when Jesus couldn't continue the journey on his own, Simon picked up the cross and moved forward with him. He became part of the death walk. He began to suffer as Jesus suffered. And to me, this is the most vivid picture of Luke chapter 9, verse 23, that we can see throughout all of humanity. Then This is Jesus speaking. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must, you can underline that word in your Bible, must, deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me for whoever wants to save their life they're going to lose it but whoever loses his life for me will save it see understanding this morning that when we pick up our cross and follow jesus we are dying to ourselves. Our self is no more. It's no longer about us. We begin to walk the, the narrow path that many are called to move forward in, but few do because they're will, unwilling to pick up their cross and die to themselves. You see, their personal freedoms, their agendas, and their account balances mean too much to them to pick up their cross. You see, the sacrifice is too great. They listen to Jesus' words. They admire his spirit. They applaud his teachings. They come to buildings adorned with his name, sing songs about his name. But they refuse to pick up the cross. They refuse to care for the, the least of these that Jesus spelled out in Matthew chapter 25. See, maybe today carrying our cross looks a lot like entering into the suffering of others. It looks like having mercy on the criminal. It looks like feeding those who are hungry, giving drink to those who are thirsty, not because they deserve it, but because they're human. And because they're human, Christ loves them. You see, in fact, this may be the only way to carry the cross of Jesus in 2017, to enter into the sufferings of others The crazy thing is, is that the end of Matthew chapter 25, he says that entering into the sufferings of others, in fact, we began to enter into the sufferings of Jesus because as we do to them, we do unto Jesus. See, many people, while they've taken steps forward on this narrow path, they remain stuck, unable to keep moving forward because they cannot and will not pay the price that it costs to carry the cross. When we pick up our cross, we begin to move forward. We begin on our own journey of the death walk with Jesus to his death. And for some, some way, this death walk brings life to us. So how do we keep move for, moving forward when Jesus is trying to change death into life? The first thing I want you to notice is we have to keep humble. We have to keep humble. Now, now, Scripture doesn't spell out. It doesn't specify any, really anything about Simon. We don't know anything about his pride. We don't know anything about his ego uh, and what he was like before he picked up this cross. But I think we can all guarantee to ourselves that this experience, this act of carrying the cross of Jesus Christ would have be- definitely been a humiliating feat think mean, He's in this, this, this crowd, and, and as he begins to enter into this experience, he is now becoming the, 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 in the place of humility, the place of judgment, the place of ridicule, and ultimately wrath. The crowds are now focusing on those carrying the cross. If you really think about it, if, as he's passing through this crowd, it's now Simon who's the one carrying the crossbeam. I'm sure they don't know who all the criminals were. They didn't know the, the thieves that were going to be crucified next to Jesus. So now Simon's just another one of the criminals. He's just another one on his way to death. That would be humiliating. See, while everyone else is promoting themselves and scheming to advance their own agenda in this life for personal gain... We're out there looking for people who we might be able to help, for people who we may be able to promote, for people who we may be able to push further. You see, the soldiers literally realized that without some assistance, Jesus wasn't going to make it. In the case of Jesus, wasn't going to make it to his destiny. How many people in our lives do we meet where at the moment it doesn't look really good for them And and on the inside, they don't feel like they can make it anymore. They don't feel like they can take one more step. And all they need is someone to come along, to give them a little help, to give them a little love, to pick up some of their suffering so that ultimately they can reach their God-given destiny. That's when death brings life. You see, our lives are no longer our own because now we're living for something greater. You think about if we're living life for ourselves, how little are we? How little are we? What kind of impact are we really going to make unless we impact others? You see the difference between living a life of pride and living a life of humility is found in our ability to pick up our cross. Pick up our cross. Now make no mistake, we don't carry the cross for ourselves. The reason we carry the cross is because we are enamored by the man who we are moving forward with. We don't do it to get saved. We do it because we are saved. You see, Jesus' message of hope, it compels us. It captivates our heart. It overtakes our lives. And because of that, we humbly pick up our cross. And we count it a privilege to walk a humiliating and difficult road because we're serving Jesus. We carry the cross of Christ. We carry the cross for the kingdom. If you keep in humility, you can keep moving forward with Jesus, with the cross that Jesus caused us all to bear. See, the day Simon humbly carried the cross was the day his world changed forever. See, something happened to him. There's, there's something about moving forward with Jesus that, that gripped his heart, that transformed his life. Simon picked up the cross thinking he was moving forward with a man that was heading to death. But somewhere, I believe, that he began to realize that, hey, this man, although he is going to die, there is something different about him. I'm sure after this experience of the cross as he's hanging around Jerusalem, maybe he begins to, to hear some stories about this man who he, began, who he helped reach his destiny, he begins to hear some stories about the healing, the stories about the, the blind eyes, the lame, and those kind of things, and his life becomes transformed. An encounter with Jesus will always transform you. I mean, think about his family. When we humbly carry the cross, transformative things take place in our lives. Think about it, that night as he begins to, to sit down and, and, and begin the Passover, the Passover meal. As he begins to share with his family this experience that he just had of carrying the cross of this dying, bloody man who, although he was suffering so great, showed so much concern and so much love and care for those around him, even in the most agonizing moments of his life. You see, when your life is transformed by Jesus, people notice. See, you don't see the world in this negative, hopeless viewpoint any longer. You start seeing opportunities for life where others only see death and decay. You see, you have a platform by which to share the story of God's grace to all who will listen. When we keep moving forward with Jesus, we can, uh, point number two, keep confident in his ability to change lives around us. You see, it's not just about our lives being transformed, although we are grateful for that. We are thankful from where Jesus brought us out of. But see, we don't don't live there. We don't stay there. We keep moving forward, and now it's no longer just about my life that's been transformed. I'm confident in the fact that he can do it for everyone else that I come in contact with. See, when we become part of God's story, it's a story of grace and salvation that brings life to all of those who need it. The cool thing is if you look in Scripture, you, you see some hints to, to how this encounter radically and cha- changed Simon's family. I mentioned earlier that this, uh, the story of Simon of Cyrene carrying this cross, it's mentioned in all three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And we find that uh, in, in Mark's version of the story, he adds, a, he adds a, little, a little bit extra in there. He says in Mark chapter 15, verse number 21, he said, a certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, he was passing by on his way from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. Now, think about a time when you're introducing someone. You say, oh, hey, this is John. Oh, he's, he's Elizabeth's wife, right? Right? You're saying that to that person because although they might might not know John, they know Elizabeth. And because of that, they're going to be able to connect the dots. So now here we have Mark. He's saying, hey, this guy, random guy, obscure guy, we know nothing about him, Simon of Cyrene. Oh, by the way, he's the father of Alexander and Rufus. This is given the the implication that, hey, you know what? I'm telling you this because you know Rufus, you know Alexander. You see, it is widely believed that Alexander and Rufus were pillars in the early church. See, Mark, he wrote his gospel about 15 years after Christ's resurrection. About 15 years. And it's widely believed that Mark was specifically writing to the Romans and, and they were, uh, Alexander and Rufus were in, in a part of the Roman church. He was, like, he was likely writing, uh, telling them that, hey, those guys who are leaders in your church, hey, it was their dad that carried the cross of Jesus Christ. You know them. You know the impact that it's made on their family. You know what's happened. Even Paul in Romans chapter 16, uh, he says, hey, Tell Rufus I said hi. This is someone who, who has become known and who is prominent in, in, the, in the church of Jesus Christ, all because of how, uh, of how Simon's life was transformed by carrying the cross. See, that's a legacy. That's a legacy. Now, that's the result of someone who is confident in the ability of God's story of grace and salvation to change lives. See, imagine the vivid imagery and description Simon was able to share around the dinner table. These few years after, you know, it took a few days for him to realize the magnitude of what he had just took part in. He had to wait until after the resurrection to realize, hey, this was the man we've been waiting for. But imagine as he's sitting around the table with his family. And he's telling the stories. And maybe he even kept that cloak that he had on. Hey, you guys see that blood? That's, that's from the cross when I carried Jesus' cross. That's from the, the, the blood that was shed for, for the forgiveness of my sins. It was right there on my clothes. Imagine the story. Imagine the emotion that would well up inside of him as he recalls the weight and the burden of that cross as it bore on his back climbing up that hill. Imagine the thought in his mind to think that, you know what, I became part of God's story. And you know what, if I wouldn't have entered into God's story, maybe God's story would have somehow been different. What if I wasn't there to help Jesus Christ make it up that hill? What would our story of the cross look like? Jesus, a man beaten for our sins, died before he could make it to the cross which we hold so dear to our lives. What would would it have been like for him? You see, as a result, his sons become followers of Jesus, and they found others who needed to encounter Jesus as well because it's simple. Found people, find people. Found people, find people. When you become part of God's story, we can't help but share it. We begin to look for people who need to experience. We begin to look for people who need to hear about the love and the grace that only comes from Jesus Christ. When we begin finding the lost, the broken, the hurting, we begin serving God, not just, but not just in the things that we don't do, not just in the songs we sing or the books we read, but it, we choose to treat the least of these as God would, as God has. We do it for the cause of Christ. Our ushers, they're gonna begin to pass out elements of communion. These elements of communion, the, the bread and the juice are symbols of what Christ has done for us. Just hold on to them and we'll all take together here in a few moments. You see, Jesus calls out to both you and me today. He calls us to follow him. He calls us to pick up our cross, to die to ourselves and move forward with him. It takes humility to pick up our cross. But if we humbly pick up our cross, we could keep moving forward and we can stay confident in God's ability to transform the lives that are all around us. Because with Jesus found people find people the question for each of us this morning is obviously will you pick up your cross are you willing to pick up that cross are you willing to bear that weight are you willing to endure that suffering See, many people want to keep moving forward with Jesus, but few are truly willing to pick up the cross and make the journey to death with Him. See, what if we pick up the cross that Jesus is calling us to pick up? What if we did that? What if we did that and we moved forward with Him today? What if we kept humble and confident? And what God's trying to do, what if we found people, and as found people, we, we find those who are in need of Him. The transformation would not only happen in our lives, but it would happen in other people's lives when we live for something bigger than ourselves. You see, Simon, Simon made the death walk. and he moved forward with the broken body of Jesus Christ. He moved forward, feeling some of that shed blood run from the beam to his hands and onto his clothes. He had come to Jerusalem for the sole purpose of celebrating Passover. Little did he know that Just the previous night, Jesus had shared the last Passover with his disciples and brought a complete new meaning to that ceremony. I can only imagine during future Passover meals as Simon sat there with his family and he began to explain the different elements of the Passover. The emotion that would well up inside of him. The, the story, the excitement, the, 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 the ability of him to be able to, to, to talk about that cup. The cup of redemption. You say, man, that, this cup, really? It represented the blood. It represented the blood of a man who I helped carry his cross. Remember that. Remember that. Man, I helped carry the cross for a man whose body was so broken that he couldn't carry it on his own anymore. Remember that. Let us remember that this morning as we determine whether or not we're gonna pick up the cross. Thanks for listening to this weekly podcast. Check out faith is for podcasts and videos of our previous messages.